this is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes or any place you get podcasts. I also do a live radio show five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. A couple of months ago, I became aware of a guy named John Finch who wrote a book called The Father Effect. He also created a movie of the same name. And I consider fathers essential to a child's development. I had a great one. I was lucky. But I really get upset with people who think that fathers aren't necessary or fathers who think they're not necessary. It's very upsetting, and it's been an issue I've certainly talked about a long time on my show. Well, I finally was able to wrangle John Finch to talk about some very important things, including the fact that he was ultimately able to forgive his father because his father committed suicide when he was a child. This is a story of redemption, and it's also a story that's important for any father to be able to forgive himself for the mistakes he's made. John Finch, welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. Thanks. Thanks so much, Heidi. Thanks for having me. I loved this book, and and I know people who've been in a situation like you have where their parents have either died young or committed suicide, which I guess is worse because when you're a child, you're thinking, hey, you chose to leave me, and it's such a tough thing. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I really suffered from abandonment. You know, I couldn't understand how a dad, a man, could choose to leave his family. And so that, you know, that caused a lot of issues in my life for many years because uh, it came to, to make me believe that, well, if my dad, if I'm not worth sticking around for my dad, who am I worth sticking around for? So, and, and I was mad at my dad because he committed suicide, and I was mad at God because God allowed my dad to commit suicide. So. I, yeah, I had an anger that just really impacted me for 30 years. Yeah, it was interesting, too, because you talk in your book about how you tried to compensate for not having a dad by doing things that you thought manly men did, like, you know, drink a lot and, uh, you know, work really hard and neglect your family. And talk a little bit about that, that compensation. Yeah, I bought into everything that the world says you need to be as a man. You know, a real man, quote, unquote, right? It was all about power, money. Uh, success and sex even. You know, when I was young and, and in college, it was, you know, I thought being a man was how many women you could sleep with. I mean, that's how distorted my view was. And so that's what I thought I needed to do and be in order to prove to others that I was a real man. Yeah, well, that's what the world teaches everybody, right? Just go ahead. If there's there's nothing that's going to hurt you when you're having sex with everybody in the world. It's not going to hurt your soul in any way. No one ever talks about that. That's that's the world, unfortunately. Absolutely. And you know what? It, it, now I've, I've got three daughters, and I see it in young men. And it may, be, it may be even worse now, this idea of what a real man is. I mean, we've got, you know, at the high schools, you've got guys on the football team that are that have bad sons who can sleep with the most girls on the drill team. And sadly enough, vice versa. You have girls on the drill team, you know, seeing betting how, how many men they can sleep with on the football team. I mean, it's just so jacked up. It's, it's unreal. It's scary. It really is. And, for you know, for a man, you need a good father in the home, obviously. We, we, I've talked so many times over the years about the importance of fathers. You really need that. One of the things that's really burned me is when people have said to me, well, you know, kids don't need dads. I actually had a listener of mine put it on a Facebook page one time. I was talking about the issue, and she said, well, kids don't need fathers. And I said, how dare you? I mean, listen, can single parents do a great job? Sure they can. But ideally, fathers and mothers add something amazing to kids. So talk a little bit about the things you felt that you missed out on that maybe your friends had because they had fathers. So, you know, not having that dad speak life and love into you as a young man 
it, it, you know, I had this lack of confidence. Because when you have that growing up, when you have a dad that's there giving you the affirmation, telling you you're doing a great job, telling you you have what it takes, all of those things that every young, young boy needs, when you don't have that, you wonder, do I have what it takes? Am I doing a good job? So your confidence level uh, gets really impacted in a big way. So needing those, wanting those things like I did, you know, my thing was I was good time Johnny. I was the guy that the life of the party. I was the guy that was doing anything and everything. The wildest things I could do in order to get people attention, to get affirmation from other people. And it didn't even matter who it was. I just wanted affirmation from others. And it was so interesting. We're speaking with John Finch. The book's called The Father Effect. He's also got a movie out with the same title, The Father Effect. You had one of those aha moments on the golf course when somebody said to you, a person who really didn't know your history, said, you grew up without a father, didn't you? Yeah, this was a, a real, I mean, a pivotal moment in my life. We had been just talking with a guy, a good friend of mine, and, and uh, I was telling him a lot of the struggles I was having. I was struggling with alcohol and all kinds of stuff, and and at one point, he just turned to me and said, you grew up without a dad, didn't you? And I said, yeah. And I went on to give him this amazing 10-minute explanation of how just incredible my mom is. And when I finished, he turned to me and he said, but was she a dad? Right. And that just, I mean, that floored me. And so I really started to think about that and walk through that. And, the, and the, he went on to explain the idea of a father wound, which I had never heard before. You know, the, the idea that, that as dads, we wound our kids to some degree. I mean, John Eldridge, who we interviewed for the film, he would argue there's not a single person walking this planet that, that it hasn't been wounded because we as people, as dads, we're imperfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My, I wrote about this in my book. My father was a, a yeller. I learned about uh, Jesus Christ in the garage, let's put it that way. And uh, my dad was a yeller. And uh, in a way, it was beneficial to me because as an adult, when a guy would yell at me, and of course, being a female in a mostly male-dominated industry, uh, when a man would yell at me or anybody would yell at me, I'd just look at him like, yeah, what else you got? You know, my grandmother had more attitude kind of thing, right? So for <laughs> me, it toughened me up. But I know other people who, if they're yelled at by their dad, because my dad adored me and he was always there for me. So there was that. I know other people, if someone raises a voice, they just freak out. So it depends largely on how you're raised and if you feel as if your father really loves you regardless. You know, these are all things you learn from your father, good and bad. Absolutely. You know, as a dad, you are setting the standard by which your son is going to measure himself as a dad, right? And then as a dad, you're setting that standard by which your daughter is going to measure every other man, husband, and dad. Yeah, it's very tough. I have some friends who, uh, many friends, unfortunately, who have been molested as children. Somehow I escaped that. And it's interesting how that manifests itself as they get older in their lives, especially if it's been from a father, because they tend to get into unhealthy relationships. They, they want that person in their life, but yet they want this part of it to stop. And it becomes a vicious cycle. If you have a bad father, that's terrible, too. Absolutely. You know, and the generational curse of what all is involved. I mean, that's something that I talk to many men and, you know, it's one of those things where most guys, if he's struggling with alcohol, for example, if I'm talking to a guy, he's an alcoholic and we start talking about, well, what was your dad like? You know what? My dad liked to drink. And well, what was your grandfather like? You know what? Now that I think about it, my granddad likes to drink, you know, likes to drink too. And, and, and you, you get them to start thinking through that and they understand that that's been passed down from generation to generation. And, 
you know, it's not necessarily all their fault. It's just what they've seen as normal in their life. Now, can they stay in that and live in that victim mentality? No. At some point, you've got to come out of that and say, okay, you know what? I'm no longer going to blame my dad or whatever in the past. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to change some things, break the cycle, and move forward from here. That's true. We're speaking with John Finch. The book's The Father Effect. The movie is also called The Father Effect. I know you talk to some people like John Eldridge. I'm a huge fan of his. And Dr. Meg Meeker, I've been a fan of hers for decades. She wrote a book, I don't know how many years ago, called How Teen Sex is Killing Our Kids. And she was gutsy enough to do that many years ago. Talk a little bit about Dr. Meeker. She is amazing. I got to spend about two and a half hours with her just good as gold, just such a super lady. And yeah, my wife can sit and watch her for hours. <laughs> We've got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of video that didn't make the movie, and she'll sit and watch her. And one of the stories, one of the more powerful stories she told me is she said, you know, John, many a times I would have these young girls come into my office, and she was a pediatrician by trade. And she said, you know, it was 16 years old, 15, 14, 13. They were having sex at younger and younger ages. And she said, you know, before they would leave the office, they'd say, hey, Dr. Meeker, can you write me a prescription? And she would say, you're totally fine. What do you need a prescription for? And she said, the young lady would say, I don't care what the prescription's for, but just at the bottom of it put cannot have sex. And she said, John, what was happening is these young girls were having sex. It wasn't emotionally or, or physically pleasurable, but it was the only positive affection and attention they were getting. They weren't getting any positive fatherly love from their dad. And so this prescription was their permission slip to take to Johnny to say, hey, Johnny, I can't have sex anymore. Wow. That's incredible. You know, one of the other things that I've noticed over the years is a lot of people who had bad father relationships, and I have some folks in my family like that where the fathers weren't around, and I think a lot of people reject God because they feel as if if the first person who's supposed to love them, that's their dad, wasn't there for them, they tend to have a mistrust of their heavenly father. Do you find that when your conversations with people? I heard this years ago that atheists, a majority of them, if not all of them, had a very abusive father. And then that prevents them then believing in any type of heavenly father or caring or gracious God. So it very much impacts the way we view God and, and a lot of other men in our lives. You know, there's a lot of young ladies out there that their dads were abusive, and they are just angry and pissed off at men in general. Yeah, it's true, and I, I've met a lot of uh, girls that I've interviewed, people over the ages that I've been on the air, uh, for example, strippers and hookers and people like that, and, and I've asked several of them, and they, they've affirmed this, that the reason they get into stripping is because men controlled them before, now they're in charge. Now they can look down from their high heels down at the bar while some guy's dueling on them, and they are completely in charge of what happens, which for many of them is the first time in their life. I'm sure you've dealt with people like that. Yeah, we actually interviewed a, a, a stripper for the movie, and she talks about not getting that affirmation from a father and wanting that attention from men because she didn't get it from her dad. And, you know, interestingly enough, she also talked about how when she was young, her mom and dad got divorced and how her dad moved out of state. And when he moved out of state, she actually, you know, was distant from him, and she said then... As she grew up, she thought, you know what, God, he's there. He's just kind of over there. 
if I really need him, I'll call him. But, you know, other than that, he's just kind of over there. And she said it was just like my dad was. Interesting, because when I was a kid, my dad's, my parents got divorced, and my father was a musician. He was a really great musician. And he could have gone to Los Angeles, anywhere else, and played with the best of the best. And he chose not to because he said, I'm not leaving my kids. That's it, period, the end. And I'm so glad he made that decision, and some fathers don't. And unfortunately, they pay the price later on. They do. You know, I talk to a lot of dads and dads that, that are going through divorces and, you know, have been divorced. And it's it's a process, you know, but the kids have to know that you're fighting for them. You know, I got a guy right now that I'm, I'm kind of coaching through a process and his divorce. And I said, man, your kids need to know your mom. The, the mom's not letting him see him very often and she's playing that whole game and I said man you need to keep reaching out to him because they need to know that dad pursued them that's and true that dad fought for them. yeah that's so important and hopefully once they become 18 they'll realize and mom's going to pay the price for that move you don't put the kids in the middle of that crap it's just it's just terrible well it's a great book it's called the father effect a great movie also really important for everybody to, to uh, watch and read uh, it's a great story of redemption how uh, John ultimately found his way into being a great father for his own kids a great husband to his own wife and it's so important because a lot of people want to just act like you know kids are just you know some biological thing in a test tube anymore and nobody really cares parents aren't important a family is any kind of construct you want it to be and it's so important to remember that no God set it up this way for a reason the biggest part of our message honestly I want people to understand and know this is the forgiveness you know for, for a dad most of us didn't have good dads if you will or had dads that were imperfect and, and a little messed up like we are uh, but coming to understand you know when I when I connected the dots and, and came to really understand my dad's story and the incredibly tough life he grew up with God softened my heart and gave me a compassion, which eventually led me to forgive my father. And that's what radically changed my life as a man, husband, and father. Yeah, and it's a great story, and it's in the book, too. John Finch, uh, how can people see the movie? They can get the book, I'm sure, on Amazon, anywhere. It's called The Father Effect. How can people see the movie? The movie is available on DVD and, and digital download at thefathereffect.com. Okay, John, great talking to you. Thank you for what you're doing. This is so important, and uh, I, I just uh, I applaud you. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Remember that you can find me five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. You can find me at Heidi Harris Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff, Heidi Harris Show. And you can also find these podcasts archived at HeidiHarris.com, where there's also information up there about my books and everything else at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.